I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to both at the True Crime Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. And we have a vampire again. Another vampire. Our other two were in California, though. Yeah. So this one's in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missouri. <make> Missouri. <laughs> Whatever. I know I'm saying it that way because oh, it's okay. funny. <laughs> if you say it after me, I think you're going to tell me how to say it. I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, you. the sky is purple. Yes, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't be me getting live tickets to Game Grumps for your husband for his birthday thinking you just had to drive to Kansas City, Kansas, <laughs> and learning real quick, you're going to Missouri. <laughs> just, what? I know. Have, they're like close to each other too. Have you heard of Google Maps? Well, that's how I figured it out was oh my Google God. Maps. Okay. And I looked at the thing and I was like, hmm. Still worked out really well. We went to Yard House afterwards. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Yard House. It usually says Kansas City M.O. It probably did. I just saw Game Grumps and mm. I was like, done. And like his birthday. Done. Makes done sense. and done. Done and okay. done and done. So this is nothing like Game Grumps. <laughs> but we are going to Kansas City, Missouri, where we will meet Mark Sappington. Mark Sappington? Sappington. I like that last name. I think it's cute. However, he's the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say can i make fun of him <laughs> a little it's gonna be a little bit questionable it seems questionable seems questionable to me, to me. <laughs> if he should have been given more psychiatric help or prison help i mean everybody but, who commits a murder needs some psychiatric help well then more so prison time or like psych, psych ward time okay which i've been watching a lot of jcs psychology yeah. and they have a new episode on like faking having like a mental breakdown or faking that you see people or like oh, saying yeah. so that you did something. Cause people do that when they commit a crime because they want to plead insanity. Exactly. Because it's better to go but that it's way not. than it is to go to So he's explaining prison. that people who pretend to do it and then end up actually inside the psych ward, it's usually 10 times worse in prison. Yeah. Because you're mentally sane and then you're dealing with all these people. On top of how they're treated sometimes. And uh, they they medicate you. So uh-huh. So then you're, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> this is what I wanted my way. <laughs> well, you murdered somebody, so you can't have your way. Mm. Okay, so. Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was born February 9th, 1978 in Northside, Kansas City. It was a very high slash is a very high church oriented area but also severely high in crime like there's just constantly sirens the Mm. priests there are like super intense about hell i guess where they Mm. give like very vivid details and like just pictures of hell and they just feed that into the children so everyone that goes that's what i have to say about kansas i know this is missouri but they're right next to each other so whatever when i got to kansas it was cornfields Mm mm-hmm more cornfields and then billboards with the hell messages and jesus messages on them exactly that were just white and black and just like you're going to hell okay exactly it's just like if you don't go to if you go to our church or you're going to hell it's just like that's not how that goes but okay go on with your bad self but don't i've read the bible (laughs) multiple times you've taught the bible you know know your shit (laughs) uh so mark's mom was a hard-working single mother who relied on her religion and by no means was she a bad mother. She did her due diligence to be a good mother. She worked hard. She put food on the table. She took uh, Mark to church every Sunday, and he was very much a part of the church as well, which is why I'm saying, like, it's not 
she has nothing to do with what happens mm-hmm. to him how he becomes it's it's the way they were raised yeah. you know as a kid he became a choir boy which for the town that he lived in was really rare because they are an african-american family and a black kid as a choir boy wasn't very seen very often within this community oh. and it's from from the rep- not the report but the article that i read read that in quotes it was like a wannabe gangster area where it was just it wasn't oh. that great of a area they weren't like over on the other side was like the white families and it was night and day yeah with the difference which is just so stupid and just handle everything equally but that's the type of environment that he was put into Mm -hmm. so and he became a choir boy his mom did everything she could to keep him off the streets okay what happens kind of comes out of nowhere and to like show that he wasn't like particularly book smart but teachers parents kids themselves they love talking with him saying he just had a really great charm to him and he could hold a conversation with you okay okay so they they really enjoyed him he even had a, a best friend called Freddie, and his real name is Alton Brown that looked up to him like a big brother. Aww. So he has friends too, and he ends up killing Alton. Oh, what as the one f- of he's a serial killer. What the by fuck? The way. Yeah, but like it, it just it it came out because he got onto the streets. Uh, okay. He remains somewhat of a mystery to veteran investigators. Like to this day, they're still like confused defying almost every known profile of a serial killer or a cannibal serial killers tend to be older usually in their 30s he's in his early 20s they have a pattern and they build up this pattern over years it's not just like a this is like in the matter of i think like a week oh that this happens that he becomes a serial killer his like they said there's they're sudden he doesn't sexualize his crimes which is also really odd for a serial killer not to do uh-huh. but from everything i'm gonna say he doesn't have like the oh i want to kill people that's that's my that's my given for life yeah it just it just happens yeah also it's pcp i'll get there in a second but you know uh law enforcement experts say jeffrey dahmer is a case in point he describes his cannibalism as the ultimate act of sexual control but mark sabaton showed no signs of sexual deviancy and they also mentioned how a black serial killer is not common besides the um What's his name? The Atlanta I child killer face. Wayne Williams. Yeah. He's in Mindhunter. They have an episode where they're like trying to figure out what's going on. And the biggest thing is it's it's a black man killing black children. Oh shit. Which is very unseen. Which is why white men are scary. So they're just like, what the hell is happening here? Like this is an anomaly to them, right? Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the question of how did this gorgeous smile of a man, quick, quick wit, <laughs> I had trouble saying that, <laughs> become the Kansas City's vampire? Yeah, what happened? Things. Tell us the tale. Here we go. Here we go. So he falls into P- PCP, which mm. is known to cause paranoia. Paranoia? Par- paranoia. paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> and psychotic behavior quotes not me saying that <laughs> i mean that was the florida man the clown that was going around chasing people oh my god salts and pcp what's up oh the one that ate the guy's face yes. right oh god yeah that's exactly what he's into he also loved cigarettes that were soaked in embalming fluid and <gasps> then it would like dry it up and then oh, smoke it no 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 yeah no. that was one of his favorites uh drugs were a result and the 
police having encounters with him, but he was never really arrested, or at least not for long. It's even the police in this town are understanding of like what's happening. And if they were to arrest everything that happened, there would be nobody in that town. Okay. You know, it's one of those situations. Mm hmm. Uh, Mark would end up going on a four-day killing spree after having a history of schizophrenia combined with the daily use of PCP. Okay. Wow. He claimed that the voices in his head told him he needs to eat flesh and blood or he will die himself. What? It, why is that such a common theme? It has, it has the to be The voices told me I have to eat people. But I also, I genuinely believe that he did have voices in his head just oh, yeah. from the backstory. But also, there's some stupid ass people who just hear that story from people and they're like oh i'm gonna use that too and then i'll get my way and they'll yeah. get put in the psych ward and then they realize oh shit i don't scary belong here there. scary as fuck in there yep when he gets caught he tells the cops like you know the voices in my head told me i had to do this or else i was going to die and a cop was even quoted saying he feared for his own life oh wow they believe him so for three weeks he searched for his first victim and he would fight with the voices in his head. They'd be like, this person. He'd be like, no, not this person. And eventually they would get so strong that the voice would be like, if you don't do this right now, you're going to die. Okay. So that's like borderline. He's got OCD too. Then. Yeah. Because that's, that Hi. is right there. Paranoia, OCD, hand in hand. I'm so bad with it with like, <laughs> not in this way, but I don't, I'm not diagnosed OCD or anything. I don't even know like for sure if this is like an OCD thing, but I'll tell myself like if I don't do the dishes like I told myself I was going to do the dishes, then something's going to happen really bad. That is. Or if I don't say I love you to Brayden, he's going to get in a car wreck and die. Yeah. Even if we're mad, which I feel like that one's relatively normal for like having a loved one, but it's still so unhealthy. It is. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same thing. That's why, you know, the light switch thing, I have to flip it three times or my loved ones will die tonight. Yeah. That's usually the thought process. Exactly. So we're going to come to his first victim. His name is Terry Green. Terry was a neighborhood friend of Mark's and he's about 25 years old. And they would hang out at one another's house all the time. So, like, no stranger, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're friends. Randomly, on April 7, 20, or 2001, I almost said 2020. <laughs> so used to 20. <laughs> uh, per Mark's words, when talking to the cops, the voices just came over him. Oh, my God. Okay. They told him to lure Terry to the basement. This is in his mom's house, by the way. And to attack him with a hunting knife, which he had previously hidden in the basement waiting for this day. So that's where the questionable. Uh, okay. Are you sure this water is sanitary? Exactly. It looks questionable to me. <laughs> what the fuck? There was blood on every single wall. Oh. He stabbed him at least four times with a hunting knife. Yeah, those are big those fucking are knives. Big, they're scary. They're meant to kill things. Yep. He covered up his body with a blue tarp, placed his body in the back of Terry's mom's car. Then parked the car in the mall parking lot in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh. The scene was discovered three days later on <gasps> April 10th, 2021. Oh, it probably smelled so bad. So bad. The Like the, oh, the heat. Blech. No. Blech. But he didn't even really try to hide it either. He put it somewhere pretty obvious. Yeah. So that goes on the category of, okay, he's not really trying to hide it too much. And when he gets caught, he just confesses. He doesn't try to do oh, anything. he probably wants help from exactly. the voices. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why he's like, yeah, he did plant the knife in advance but the voices are telling him and he's trying to tell them to go away sometimes like not really go away but like no i can't do this one mm -hmm. no i can't do that one because he's fearing for his life yeah which is sad the same day april 10th michael weaver would be his next victim michael had a brother named eric 
and Eric and Mark were best friends. Okay. So he's friends with his brother. Yeah, I got it. Early morning, April 10th, Mark knocked on the Weavens, Weavers, <laughs> sorry, on the Weavers door and their mom, Alice, answered the door and asked if, Mark asked if he could use a screwdriver. Okay. Him being best friends to this house, like super familiar. She was like, yeah, go look in the, ki- in the kitchen. Like, She's like, I don't need to help you. just walk in? You right. One knock. of those. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast so, is on in five. Right. Like. <laughs> Want some OJ? Like, come on. <laughs> he went in there supposedly grabbed it and then he sat down and watched some tv with alice then he ran upstairs grabbed a jacket and about 10 minutes later he runs back down the stairs and out the back door oh my god just randomly okay okay he stayed in the backyard for several minutes trying to fight off the voices that were now back in his head no so they're telling him to do something no that's when michael came out his his friend Mm -hmm. into the yard and was like yo (laughs) are you okay and using a knife that he got from the kitchen, he stabbed Michael through the back and all the way through to his chest, Holy killing him instantly. Shit. Yeah. He got into his car to get away like quickly, but he got in too quickly, ended up running into a light pole and a oh neighbor woke up from the crash and called the cops because this is super early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Mark was attempting to push the car away from the scene, but he started to hear the sirens and he was only able to push it into a nearby alley and then escaped. Okay. He abandoned abandoned mission. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Abort, abort. Abort, exactly. <laughs> Retreat. So then victim three, Fred Alton Brown, which is one of the kids when they were younger that looked up to him as a, right. like a brother. Okay. He claims that the voices in his head were not satisfied from michael's killing because he didn't eat he didn't have any of his blood oh, it wasn't satisfied oh, it, it wasn't satisfying the voices <laughs> yeah i was like how, how that not? was like a pretty brutal kill but then i realized they want him to eat they want him to eat or drink the blood so he killed alton brown on april 10th hours after killing michael mark oh. invited fred to come over to his house and smoke some it's called wet i don't know what that is it might be the embalming cigarette uh, I, I i know i grew up in a crack house but i wasn't like told what things are <laughs> you were very young <laughs> here's how you here's how you measure them no mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever that is it doesn't sound like a great time i'll say that so they have some wet <laughs> and then the two of them go into mark's basement where mark shot him in the back with a shotgun oh he then cut off a piece of fred's leg and tried to eat it it made him sick yeah you know as i think it would so he went upstairs and decided to cook it mm. he was like well this could help so that did help he was Grandma's able to eat it recipe he drank some of his blood Ooh. so he's feeding the voices and then he used a mullen knife to dismember his body which i looked up photos of that oh it's it's yeah. a giant fucking hunting knife yep my brother has one the photos themselves yeah. he's schizophrenic <laughs> he does <laughs> yes, he not does. need that <laughs> ma'am <laughs> whoops anywho machete <laughs> whoops and four flat tires <laughs> <laughs> all right so that brings us to our last to our last victim anita washington around 9 30 p.m on april 10th oh my god yeah anita was returning home from the grocery store she got into her driveway driveway <laughs> driveway when mark knocked on her window and when she looked up to see he had a gun pointing at her oh shit he got into the back seat and told her to drive to kansas city missouri okay he kept saying he was a dead man like just going rambling going on and on and on eventually he told anita to pull over so he could drive once she exited the car she was like fuck it i'm either gonna die with him or gonna die trying to escape yeah so she ran and she successfully ran to the nearest house and called the cops nice exactly 
Good job, Anita. Good job. April 12th, 2001, so like two days later, uh-huh. he was found. He was taken in and confessed to all three murders and the kidnapping of Anita. He even took detectives to where he dumped a piece of Michael's shirt, the keys to Michael's mom's car, and the location of where he dumped Anita's car keys. Poor thing. He was just like, yep, this is he, it. This, I did it. Please this is where I am. Help, help me. me. Exactly. <laughs> Mark admitted to using PCP during the month of April, and he told about the voices that were f- forcing him to do this, stating that he had schizophrenia. So he went with uh, he went with the not guilty by reason of insanity okay. plea, which I think is valid. Yeah. With the defense claiming his schizophrenia rendered him incapable of possessing the required criminal intent to commit the charges offenses. The charged offenses. Okay. I almost said it so well. Almost. <laughs> so close. This would bring on a three-year period of figuring out his sentence. He was evaluated by a psychiatrist. Did I do it again? <laughs> you did it Psychiatrist. Again. <laughs> oh, my God. Last night when I was reading this, too, I was like, psychiatrist 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 <laughs> like i can do it wait till you see what word i'm going to end on okay <laughs> evaluated by a psychiatrist for three years and they evaluated oh the psychiatrist is dr williams logan i know we like don't know who that is but they go. should get the, the credit. clout right yeah. <laughs> he uh evaluated him evaluated valued e- evaluated Evalu- evaluated <laughs> him for 13 times over this three-year period. Okay. So he was consistently trying to figure this out. Okay. Unfortunately, by doing so, he deemed Mark competent to stand trial due to not having proof that he was schizophrenia, schizophrenic, schizo- had schizophrenia before he started smoking PCP, which was pretty much the same as same oh. exact side effects as PCP. Yeah. So he couldn't, he, like... It makes sense. Look where he grew up, though. Yeah. Where do you think he could have gotten that help if he did, like, if he does have schizophrenia when he was a child or when he was younger, before well, I mean, the PCP? His mom was a stand-up individual. She probably would have gotten him help That's true. had he had schizophrenia, like, similar to, you know, my mom. Yeah. So maybe it was just a PCP. So, oh, no. I'm having a John Bonet Ramsey moment where your, <laughs> your decision of it, I'm just like, oh, there goes my idea. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, PCP can do that and it can make him have some crazy-ass thoughts, so... It's like the same exact thing. It's, it's a circle. It's like a circle. <laughs> so July 2004, a jury found Mark Sappington guilty of all charges. He received three life sentences in first degree murder, an additional 70 mi- 79, <laughs> 79 months for the kidnapping, and 32 months for aggravated, here we go, burglary. Dang, I she did said it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where he is today. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Uh ew i know it's conflicting though because i just i don't know i don't think i fully believe he should be in prison drugs are bad okay drugs are bad okay <laughs> they're, they're yeah drugs are expensive drugs are really <laughs> expensive that's what dare stands for just kidding don't do drugs drugs are bad that's okay. illegal yeah well even then they're expensive and you shouldn't do them <laughs> There's are you a, adding me right now? I get, mean, get away from my weed, okay? No, no, no. There's a ton of people <laughs> out there dying on benzos. So yeah, and those are prescribed. That's why I'm so like, thank God that uh, what's the medicine that they give you like for my breast reduction surgery? I think it was hydro. Thank Oxy. God those make me sick. Yeah, they, I can't I mean, take them at all because I'm so afraid of getting addicted to them because of who my mom was. So you can never do heroin because it's gonna make you sick. No, you probably you. throw up in your mouth and then you'll choke on it and die. A a beer makes me throw yeah. up and die so yeah weed it is no opium for ashley (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, <laughs> I did a kind of short one. Uh, we'll say yesterday is because it is yesterday. Cause today's Thursday, but last Friday's episode, which was posted two days ago, since you're, when you're listening to this now, that was really confusing. It makes sense in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really long. Yeah, but good job, short sweet one. And I'm gonna find all the vampires of all the states. <laughs> we have two for California, which I learned is not the sunshine, sunny, sunny. It's not the sunshine state. That's Florida. <laughs> so no <laughs> whatever you're the brains <laughs> brains does that mean i'm ugly no if i'm the brains that means you're the beauty no not not right now <laughs> then who's who's the brawn who's the muscle in this not braided either neither of us <laughs> we're both very weak wait no we're super strong and you can never find us because we'll beat you up <laughs> i'm not strong but i had pepper spray and i still stand by episode one two or three i don't remember where i said it where i'm like <laughs> in fight or flight <laughs> ashley will fight i will and i will pepper spray you it sounds kind of fun i'll probably just lay on the floor in the fetal position and just we literally discussed this last <laughs> night okay we're signing off you can find us at bloodbath podcast on everything wait one more thing that i want to say <laughs> but wait yeah but wait that's at the end i know but you said wait <laughs> but also i wanted to say are you signing off like is this like aol messenger like <laughs> signing off for the night guys showing my g2g age. ew <laughs> No, I wanted to say fucking Bailey Sarian has a podcast now. Yay. That's our good good. We didn't do a good good last night. <gasps> oh, because shit. It was such a hectic night of doing that episode. That was. It was That's r- my good rough. good. Bailey Sarian now has a podcast called Dark History and she's going over like literal history. I love But that. telling the real stories. Love that. She says bloodbath in her like <laughs> in her trailer. Her trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but like in the sense of, you know, an actual bloodbath, like me, 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 me. Not like that, but <laughs> it still made me happy. <laughs> Yay. You have a good gun? No. Friends reunion. Oh yeah. The Friends Reunion. Yeah. We're gonna gonna watch go that. watch that right now. In the second. And I'll tell you about it next week. Is that you'll cry? Yes. I don't think I will. I cry all the time. I'll cry for The Office. I don't think I'll cry for Friends. I cried for The Office, and I cried for it when I hadn't even seen the whole series. So I cried from seeing a video of <laughs> Steve Carell and then realizing that I'm probably never going to meet him. I know. And then I cried. Then during quarantine, when Some Good News with John Krasinski did like the wedding with that one couple, mm-hmm. Brandon looks over at me, and I'm just sobbing. And I was like, <laughs> why couldn't that be me? I'm so happy for them, but... I have like two tattoos <laughs> of the office. One's coming. Me, 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 me. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> okay. But wait, <laughs> there's more. Bye, 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 bye. Write a review. Signing <laughs> off.